1: Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be the Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself.
2: Individuality is more important than imitation. But how can you express your individuality? Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people, a platform to give teens a voice, right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Bridget Gia, and today the theme for our show is the gift of individuality.
3: And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. Each week we bring you a stimulating, mind-bending, motivating program Based on a chapter from our award-winning book, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Simple Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Learning, and Leading. With this week's theme, The Gift of Individuality, we'll be talking about how you can be the best version of yourself. We want to begin our show by reading the chapter on individuality from our book, Be the Star You Are for Teens. This story was penned by a New York Times bestselling author and producer of Express Yourself, Cynthia Bryan.
2: The Gift of Individuality, from the book Be the Star You Are for Teens, by Cynthia Bryan. When I was a student in the University of Bordeaux in France, I was constantly asked if I was a relative of Sophia Loren. Being 100% Italian, I was thrilled with this observation, interrupted as a compliment. After returning to California, I attended Cal Berkeley while working for the airlines for the travel perks. On the streets of San Francisco, total strangers would come up to ask for my autograph. Surprised and hesitant, I signed by name Cynthia Abruzzini, with stars dotting the eyes. You don't have to lie, we know who you really are, was a common refrain to which I was totally confused. In those days, I didn't have a television set, so it wasn't until months later when I was booking innumerable modeling assignments that I understood the brouhaha. My agent explained that a new TV program called Charlie's Angels debuted a new superstar, Farah Fawcett, and thankfully for the agency, I looked just like her.
3: At first, I hated being mistaken for someone else. I was my own person, and I was determined to make it on my own merits. As much as I admired Sophia, I didn't want to copy her. And Farrah, who was this new celebrity, is stealing my individuality? During this time, my agent changed my name to Cynthia Bryan because it sounded more Anglo-Saxon. They were convinced that either their clients were prejudiced against Italians or that my blue-eyed blonde self was not the stereotypical Italian ingenue expected on the set.
2: As Cynthia Bryan jobs came quickly and easily, um, I muddled consistently, then branched into TV and films. It was a great living that allowed me to quit the airline's job. However, it soon became apparent that my number one asset was my resemblance to Farrah Fawcett. When a buyer couldn't afford the millions of dollars that Farrah demanded, My agent was willing to negotiate a reasonable deal. The first time I was Farah's stunt double on a film, our similarity was truly disconcerting for the both of us. When my own mother couldn't tell us apart, I knew I was in trouble. I saw you on TV last night, Cynthia, and you really need to wear different clothes. Those were way too revealing and your voice was too high, admonished my mother. Of course, it was Farah she witnessed, not me.
3: An old Chinese proverb advises, you can't push the river, you have to let it flow. I took the advisement to heart and quit worrying about the about creating a unique Cynthia Bryan look. K Sarah Sarah became my motto. Being Pharaoh was magical, frightening, and taught me lessons that had served me well since I came into my own.
2: Marching to the tune of my own drum is a habit I recommend. Individuality is more important than imitation. Enjoy a real life. Being on TV in commercials, films, and billboards is fun, but can also create emptiness. Make sure your days are filled with other interests, friends, family, animals, and love. Sitting by the phone is a lousy playground.
3: Research shows that people do not become high performers by imitating others but by being themselves. High performance occurs when a person goes beyond their own expectations in ways that are unique to them consistently and repeatedly. In other words, state your plan, then exceed in it every way. Proclaim your vision and your mission.
2: Here are a few tips that helped me own my individual personality. I believe they'll aid you as well in all your endeavors. Be positive, optimistic, and think big. If you feel you are worthless, so what, uh, still will everyone else love thyself first and foremost. If it sounds too good to be true, it is plain and simple. Enticing scams are everywhere. And be prepared, patient, prudent, and perseverant. If you want to predict the future, you must create it yourself. Never give up.
3: Ask for help. Finding a reputable coach or consultant that you trust is essential to help you navigate the murky waters of any business. Agents and managers come and go. Hire yourself a mentor. Be real. It's great to portray someone else. In fact, that's what acting is all about. Just don't lose yourself in pretending. And seize the day. Be professional. Pound the pavement, network, connect, and be your own advocate. Only you can make you a success.
2: The days of being Farrah are long gone. We no longer look similar, yet I'm grateful to her for sharing her stardom with me and hope her life is as blessed and fulfilled as mine is. Today I'm called the Oprah of the airwaves, not because of my resemblance to the TV queen, but because of my interviewing skills on the radio. I no longer fight any comparisons because I am comfortable in my own skin and with my individual talents. My husband would be delighted if, delighted if I aged to look like Sophia, as she is his all-time favorite female. Maybe my heritage will assist in his
3: request. Today, when people ask me for my autograph, they expect to see Cynthia Bryan scrawled on their book jacket. And I chuckle when I'm told, you know who used to look like you? Farah Fawcett.
2: Alright, so, an exercise. Who are you? A game show debuted in the 1950s on television called What's My Line?, whereby celebrity panelists would decide the occupation of the contestants. The more individualistic the contestant, the more difficult it was to guess what they did.
3: For a modern version of the game, gather three friends and take turns asking, Who am I? Record the comments of your friends. Are you the person they think you are? Are you expressing your individuality? Or are you a copycat? Find out what's underneath your exterior and celebrate the distinctive personage called you. There has never been, nor will ever be, anyone your exact combinations of strengths, weaknesses, talents, skills, and foibles. Celebrate your individuality. Be yourself. Your only self. Your greatest self. You already are a star.
2: Wow, that was a truly inspiring passage. I think it's really, inspiring
3: passion. Yeah,
2: passion. I really like. I really like how she started out um, looking like a different person. You know, going in as you know a stunt double for someone else but she really found
3: her own person i think that was that's a really cool person to look alike i know but right it's it was interesting to hear her story about how she was like at first she was mm-hmm. a little irritated with the fact that she didn't want to look like her because she was her own person but then she eventually accepted it and afterwards she became her own person and people recognized that so they didn't actually uh, treat her like she looked like Farrah Fawcett. She was now able to have her own persona and her own identity. And I think that's really important. And I think that's something that everybody goes through in their life. They'll eventually find themselves. It just depends on what you go through and what your experiences are and how uh, content you are with yourself and how much you love yourself and how in tune you are with your own personality. That You actually become your own identity. Exactly.
2: And I feel like Cynthia's, you know, time as a stunt double of Farrah really became her, maybe, like, became part of her, like, her experience, and it's... it's. She kind of found her own identity from being a stunt double affair, is what I got from the passage, you know? Like, yeah. you go through different experiences, and then you find yourself through that. So maybe this whole stunt double thing was, you know, just part of the greater experience in her life, and how she found herself.
3: Yeah, and I think... Uh, one very important concept that we have to understand is that as teens, you know, we've only been alive for a little while. You know, we haven't even been alive for two decades. You know, we may okay. only be 16 and we have no idea who we are yet. There may okay. be people who have an understanding on who they want to be, but they aren't exactly that person yet. And I think that we look as teens, as a as a community of teens, we look to celebrities or we look to people Mm -hmm. who we think we want to be like and we copy them. And I think that's because we haven't exactly found ourselves yet. We haven't exactly found who we want to be, but we do have an idea of what we want to be. And that's not a bad thing. That is a perfectly good thing. And I think it's important that we keep going with that because we'll eventually find who we are and we'll understand what our personality is. And I think it's because as seems we haven't been through a whole lot. We mm-hmm. haven't experienced so many uh, situations that will really define who we are and what our beliefs are, uh, what our morals and values are. We may have um, kind of an influence from our parents and our families, but we mm-hmm. haven't yet find out, found out who we are exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why we copy other people, just to kind of experiment on who we are at that moment mm-hmm. and if we like it or not.
2: Yeah, I feel like people really find their own identity by, like, you know, yeah, you have that kind of model, really, you know, you search for people that you want to be, that are doing great things, and you kind of try to base yourself or base, you know, your goals around them. But I feel like, yeah, and then you just kind of go through life, and I feel like teens are really able to you know, find that one thing and then modify themselves and maybe modify that identity as well, you know, the identity that they want to be. And so I think that's really great. And that, you know, we're all going through this life journey. And you know, we'll all find ourselves someday, maybe (laughs) past the teen years, you know?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think I agree with that, you know, and you're always hearing be your own self, don't copy others, don't be like somebody else, create your own you. But I think, Mm-hmm. taking other things from people's personalities or lives kind of incorporates into that, that yeah. we haven't exactly found ourselves yet. So it's okay to kind of study somebody else and maybe kind of adapt to their personality or take something from them. I think that's what we all do as human beings, that we since we interact with humans so much, that's where our personality comes from. It's yeah. interacting with other people, and that's where we get our personality from. We also have our own personal identity mixed in with identities that we've kind of, uh, they've kind of rubbed off onto us. So we've yeah. kind of adapted to those different personalities, and we've mixed it into our own cap- kind of person. So I think finding our own person and not copying somebody is kind of a not something to live by. I think you know being interpersonal and interacting with others, you'll be able to find your identity with that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, so that was so great. You know, everybody's going towards their life journeys and we're going to find our identities. So it was really fun. Um, That was definitely an inspiring story that really teaches the importance of being who we are and not trying to imitate anyone else. During the break, everyone, be sure to check out our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com for photos, descriptions, links, and more. I'm Bridget Gia.
3: And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, please visit our charity site at btsya.org and watch our fun and informative videos at youtube.com slash Be The Star You Are. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on the gift of individuality with an author of over 50 books, Elizabeth Leonard.
0: Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Our voices need to be heard. Tune in every week for Women Investing in Women and Girls. This is a groundbreaking program that spotlights global issues from the perspectives of young women and teens. Our program is aimed at young listeners in general, including young men who wish to be engaged in our global dialogues. Come join us every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for Women Investing in Women and Girls and follow the global economic revolution on the Voice America Kids channel.
1: Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
2: Brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Brigitte Gia, and today our show is all about the gift of individuality.
3: And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Today we bring you a guest author who has written more than 50 books. Yes, you heard me correctly, 50 books. Elizabeth Leonard has written more than 50 books for young adults and children. She's the author of Chicks With Sticks Trilogy and 16th Summer and 15th Summer, both written under the pen name Michelle Dalton. Her latest hot weather romance, Flirt Our Song, was released by Simon Pulse in July. Elizabeth lives in Decatur with her husband and two daughters, who are finally old enough to read some of her books, just not the kissing ones. Today we are talking about her her book, Flirt Our Song. And now let's welcome Elizabeth Leonard to Express Yourself. Hello, Elizabeth, and thanks so much for joining us here today.
5: Hello, thank you for
2: having me. Awesome, yeah, it's great to have you here today. Alright, so, the character in our song, Nell, is on a journey to find herself, even if she doesn't realize it. She's part of a family of professional folk musicians and preservationists. She feels like the musical life, and this particular kind of music has been forced upon her, but is not really her thing. What's going on there? So, without giving what? too much away, Elizabeth, um, do you think you can tell us what
5: your book is about? Well, uh, that was a pretty good description. So it's about <laughs> this uh, teenage girl now. Uh, so she's actually based on somebody I know who lives, uh, she's part of a very remarkable family. This is a family that from the time you're born, they put an instrument in your hand and everybody jams together, very Southern. Uh, and um, that's just what they do. So I wanted to uh explore the idea of someone being in this family who didn't feel that that was her calling. Um so that's how that character was born. Mm-hmm. Um and then she uh due to a little misbehavior on her part ends up spending the summer with her grandmother at this folk school, which is also based on a real folk school that I went to. Mm-hmm. It's in North Carolina. Um, and, uh, you know, gets a little perspective shift.
3: Mm. Wow. Wow. So, who is your most meaningful character and what is so special or important about them? What's their most genuine quality?
5: Well, uh, Nell is the narrator, so I. Suppose you could say she's the most meaningful character, but I really have a soft spot for her grandmother, uh, who's really cool. She's a fiddle instructor. Um, she's been a fiddler all her life, and she Nell uh, doesn't think that her grandmother understands what she's going through. But the fact is, her her grandmother understands a lot more than she thinks, and she really uh, follows that that trope. If you love someone, set them free. And she does. She sort of releases Nell from her obligations to help her with her fiddling class over the summer and lets her sort of uh, discover herself. Um, And, you know, you never know, but it seems that she might come back to the family fold in her own way. But I won't Mm -hmm. give it away. (laughs) Um.
2: Wow. So, yeah, it definitely seems like Nell's grandma has really, you know, touched her life, even if Nell doesn't really realize it herself. So how has our song really touched your life in, like, writing it or, you know, developing the storyline?
5: I think, you know, every book I write is... It helps me grow as a writer, and I think each character um, might be... You know, show a different element of myself. Uh, I was just talking about the fact that, um, you know, you, you grow up and you have an image of your family. Nell has her family in this little box. They, you know, they're just, uh, stuck in the old ways, playing this old music. Uh, you know, and I also have had, uh, ideas of, about my family that, uh the more I learn, the older we all get and the more we know about each other, uh, I realize, oh, you know what, that's not exactly what I thought all these years. So it just shows, to me, um, you can always keep learning about people in your life and keep growing and changing. It never stops. Even with your family that you were born into, that you've known your entire life, they can still surprise you. Hmm.
3: That's really cool. I, I agree with what you're saying. It takes a while to... To really understand, and throughout your entire life, did you take lessons from yours and put it into your book? How long did it take you to write this book? Was it because you did it take a long time because you've been taking so much from what you learned, or was it kind of a steady process?
5: Well, this was uh, a project that's known as work for hire. Uh, which means the publisher came to me and said, we have this series called Flirt, and we'd like you to contribute a book to this series, uh, and you have this amount of time. <laughs> so I didn't have the luxury to, you know, wait for the muse or, you know, uh, wait for inspiration I had to come up with an idea pretty quickly and execute it pretty quickly. But in fact, that's why I've written so many books. You mentioned that I've written more than 50 books, and a lot of those were those kind of situations. Um, And I love it. I find, you know, the minute somebody draws me a box and says, you've got some parameters here, you've got some limitations. It, for some reason it just sets my creativity free and i immediately have so many ideas that work within those limitations so for anybody who you know is afraid of the bl- the blank page or the blank screen um you know i think giving yourself or getting someone to give you an assignment and giving you some parameters can really help at least it does for me
2: yeah i definitely agree with you um that's actually funny that's actually how I write you know like when I'm sitting there in front of my laptop and I, I don't know what to say you know it's easier for me to just work on a school assignment and kind of unleash my creativity there so you know um, right. yeah so it's kind of easier that way so really when did you first get the, you know these creative sparks
5: like when did you realize that you want to be a writer well I First realized I wanted to be a writer when I was uh, in fourth grade, and oh, wow. I, that's when I made first made the announcement: that someday I'll be mm-hmm. a writer. And the reason for that was because I was a reader. I wasn't writing at the time; I was just obsessed with books. That's all I did was read, 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 and of course, that's still mm-hmm. all I do. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but the fact is, I wasn't one of those kids who was always scribbling in a journal or writing stories. I wanted to write, but I didn't quite know how. And that continued until college, uh, where I did take some creative writing workshops uh, and did a pretty bad job, I'd say, Ooh. writing some pretentious short stories. Um and then I veered into uh nonfiction writing for the school newspaper. Uh, I went to the University of Michigan and they have a very strong daily newspaper there. so I threw myself into that and became a newspaper reporter and You know in a similar um fashion and as as what we were talking about earlier, that daily Deadline and daily assignments really sort of helped my my uh, writing develop
1: because mm. when
5: you have a couple hours to take something and spin it into a story, uh, you really exercise those creative muscles. That's awesome! I
3: like hearing that. It's really nice being able to hear your story and how you became a writer yourself. You know you. You were saying how you weren't exactly a writer when you had the dream to become one. You were actually just reading books, kind of soaking everything in, and then you started living that dream. What kind of advice do you have for someone who wants to become a published author, someone who's had a little bit of trouble with that?
5: Well, the first thing I'd say is forget about the published part, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's, that's the cart before the horse. So... Write because you love to write or write because you love to read. Write because you have a story that you just can't leave untold. Um, and I think if you do that and do it because you're passionate about it, uh, mm-hmm. because you really have no choice, you mm-hmm. know, the publication piece, that will probably come because if you're passionate about it, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Um, Yeah. But, you know, focusing so much on publication, it's hard not to because, you know, writers also write to be read. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it trips some people up, especially these days with the social media platform and everything. You could spend a lot of time creating Mm -hmm. your author persona online. Um, And I think especially at the beginning when you're starting out, that time is better spent developing your craft and learning to be a storyteller.
3: And that's what I love about social media is that you're able to get your thoughts out there and people can actually give you immediate feedback.
5: Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And that's an example of a really positive way to use social Mm -hmm. media rather than promoting an author who isn't quite an author yet be the author online. Yeah, yeah that's your, you know, your ideas yeah. out there and your writing and your voice. That's a great way to use it. I haven't really thought of it that way. Mm-hmm.
2: All right. Wow. Thank you very much, Elizabeth, for really sharing this exciting new book, Flirt Our Song, with us. So we'll continue our conversation in that segment. And do the break, visit Elizabeth's website to get more information about all her books at www.goodreads.com and find Flirt Our Song. To make a donation to the Star UR charity that brings you this program, go to www.BeTheStarUR.org. I'm Brigitte Gia.
3: And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, remember to visit our radio site at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com.
0: looking for a show about your favorite movies stars and dvd releases get ready for kids first coming attractions on voice america kids channel your hosts the kids first film critics preview all the latest movies before they're released interview stars on the red carpet and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see our reporters ages 7 to 16 will bring you a kid's perspective on these films Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Our voices need to be heard. Tune in every week for Women Investing in Women and Girls. This is a groundbreaking program that spotlights global issues from the perspectives of young women and teens. Our program is aimed at young listeners in general, including young men who wish to be engaged in our global dialogues. Come join us every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for Women Investing in Women and Girls and follow the global economic revolution on the Voice America Kids channel.
1: Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice america.
2: giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm your host, Brigitte Gia, and today's The Topic is the gift of individuality.
3: And I'm Asia Gonzalez. We've been chatting with Elizabeth Leonard about her book, her new book, Flirt, our song. It's about a first crush, first love, first kiss. Nell finds summer romance and rediscovers her passion for music in this addition to the Sweet and Clean Flirt series. Shipped off to camp for the summer, Nell isn't looking forward to campfires, too many sing-alongs, and a Wi-Fi-free existence. And no matter how much she wants to keep a low profile, Nell knows it'll be impossible. Her family is folk music royalty, and she's the best fiddler player at the camp. With no other option, Nell jumps feet first into a world of music lessons, craft classes, and countless renditions of Kumbaya, exactly what she was hoping to escape. But Jacob, a fellow musician at the camp, decides to remind Nell of her folk music-loving roots. He sees her talent and can't understand why she's pushing music away and her family away. Jacob convinces Nell to go with him on a series of cliché camp adventures in the hopes that she'll begin to see herself through his eyes. As his plans starts to work, Nell slowly begins to fall back in love with music and fall for Jacob. But is he falling for her too? So welcome back to our segment again, Elizabeth. Thank you for being here with us.
5: Thank you for having me.
3: So we were talking about individuality and talking about how a writer would come to be a writer. And there are many, many, uh, numbers of advice that we could give and, um, I think it's great with what you gave and that, you know, just write because you love it, not because you want to be published, because Mm -hmm. that is what comes afterwards. And I think that's some great advice. And um, I just think, what do you do to unwind and relax? And do you use that kind of uh, process to help you write Mm -hmm. better or how do you use
5: it? Well, You might be surprised to hear this, but I read YA fiction (laughs) to relax, and a lot of YA authors say, especially when they're writing, and I'm always writing, um, Mm -hmm. that they don't, that they have to read another genre, or maybe even not read fiction at all, um, Mm -hmm. because they don't want, you know, somebody else's voice or storytelling manner to encroach upon their own and sort of, you know, um, you know, weave itself uh, inadvertently into your writing, but um, I find myself very energized by uh, reading how other writers are doing it, uh, and just reading the stories. I mean, I write YA because I love YA; it's what I like to read most. Um, recently, I did read a, an adult book, but mostly <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I write. I read uh, YA because that's my passion. Yeah. I always have a book in my hand.
2: Yeah, you know, that's a great thing to do, you know, because you're an author, so, you know, you have, you must have, like, a special bond with books, right? And, like, you know, books Absolutely. have so many interesting characters and, like, all of that. So, if you could have one, if you, you could have dinner with one person, dead or alive, you know, or, like, a character, who would it be and, you know, why?
5: Oh, that's... That's a hard question. For some reason, what just went to mind was Harriet the Spy. I think I'd oh, love to hang out with so her. You know, she's, she's kind of a, you know, wonderfully evil in a way, isn't she? And, you know, her brain <laughs> yeah. just works in, in, you know, mysterious and fun ways. So I'd like to see what Harriet's like as a grown-up.
3: How better with her, yeah. Going off yeah. of kind of, the characters and who you would be with, or just somebody in general, if you could change places with any of your characters for a day, instead of having um, dinner with them, who would it be and
5: why? Hmm. That's also a good question. I think, so there's a character in 16th Summer, and you're mm-hmm. not going to believe this, but I'm forgetting her name right now. Um, <laughs> This is how many, so many say, characters right? to remember. So, mm-hmm. sixteenth summer takes place on a fictional um, a fictional island. Wait, am I thinking of fifteenth summer or sixteenth summer? No, sixteenth summer a fictional mm-hmm. island off the coast of Georgia um, and she also lives with sort of a crazy family in a crazy house uh, and she's uh, an ice cream. Genius and is cre- always creating these wonderful ice cream flavors. Your family owns an ice cream parlor. Um, I think it'd be fun to be her for a day. Mm-hmm. I just, just make I up just, all the flavors. Uh, you know, so often <laughs> I start a novel with the setting, um, and I think that's also maybe a little unusual. I think a lot of people start with the character, but I am so inspired by setting, and to to me, the characters grow out of. The environment in which they live or the family that they come from, and that's where I start. So I write about places that I love, and then from that grows characters that I love.
2: Yeah, so, so there are so many different you know settings and things that you can that you can write about. So do you have a certain setting that appeals to you, maybe?
5: I like a lot of them. I live in the South now. Uh so uh and the South is very inspiring. The, you know, there's such a rich history of, of storytelling here and of quirky characters. Um so um I certainly like setting stories here and uh Sixteenth Summer was set set in the South, um as well as Our Song. So that's certainly one. Um Chicks with sticks I sat in Chicago, um and that was kind of a goodbye love letter to Chicago for me because I lived there for five years um, mm-hmm. and I left soon before I got the deal to write Chicks with sticks um, and moved back south because I had met my husband um oh. when I was living in Chicago and he was living here in Atlanta mm-hmm. and uh, moved. Moved down to Atlanta to get married and start a life here with him. So I was very happy, of course, to be doing that. But I love Chicago. So writing Tricks with Sticks and placing it there was a way for me to sort of, you know, say goodbye mm-hmm. to it and you know really be there in my mind, if not in person. So that oh. was a really
2: that was a That's wonderful. That's beautiful. Meeting. I really enjoyed,
5: <laughs> I enjoyed doing that.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: That's awesome. Going off of your um, settings idea and how you get your inspiration and where you love to be. How do you get your inspiration for the identities of your characters? Where do you pull those uh, certain characteristics
1: from?
5: Well, you know, like I said, I think the setting uh, sometimes kind of creates characters. I uh, had a a novel that I was working on recently that has has kind of morphed into something else, which is why I'll tell you about the original idea, Um, since it's Mm -hmm. never going to see the light of day, because I don't like to talk about something before it's come out. Um, Mm -hmm. But that that was based on the town where I live now, which is Decatur, uh, which is a small-city just outside of, just just to the east of Atlanta. And Decatur's pretty interesting because the CDC is based here, uh, which you would think it would be based in Washington, D.C., but no, it's here in Decatur, Georgia, as well oh. as Emory University. Um, so, you know, right up the street from my house is, um, you know... Uh, there's incredible research going on. Uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, I have neighbors who travel all over the world fighting malaria, um, and, you know, obscure diseases. It's, a, it's just a really interesting environment. And, um, so I created a character who had mm-hmm. lived in Africa because her parents were, um, stationed there with the CDC. Uh, of course I didn't call it the CDC. I, I made <laughs> up something. So you know that the character was born of that, and what what is the what are the quirks and personalities uh, mm-hmm. that come out of you know this very intense government agency that the entire world looks to uh, mm-hmm. for medical information, um, and the flip side of that is Decatur is this very quaint Mayberry-like oh. small town. So it's kind of a funny juxtaposition, so oh. I wanted to explore that, and I'm mm-hmm. doing a little bit of that in my novel now, but just not yeah. in sort of as, as prominent a way as I had in the first version of it.
2: Mm-hmm. So that's a very, you know, clashy type thing where the cage are so small, but I, I like that, how the CBC is centered there, <laughs> even though it's a smaller one. interesting.
5: Say. you yeah. know I always say you can't throw a rock in this town without hitting somebody with a, you know, a PhD. <laughs> so yeah
2: one last question have you have you always been a writer like um is this has this been definitely you know the whole you talked about it in the previous segment where you started wanting to be a writer when you were in fourth grade but you know did you have any career turns anything like
5: that well, as a as an adult, my I've always made my living as a writer because right out of college I uh was a features writer with the Atlanta Journal Constitution. So I was a news report news reporter, although features I sort of wrote all the fun stuff that happened at the newspaper. Um wow. and then from there um, discovered fiction uh Actually, through a colleague at the newspaper who was hiring colleagues to ghostwrite novels for him, so that oh, was wow. the very first book that I wrote was mm-hmm. uh, for a newspaper colleague who needed subcontractors for this deal that he had. So it's uh, yeah, I've always I've always been a writer as an adult, mm-hmm. uh, but before that, I was just uh, a reader. Oh wow. Had that passion for words that was always there, and you know, it it, it made its it made its way to writing um, in my adult life.
2: Yeah. So it's great that you were able to follow your dream, you know, as a fourth grader, and now you're a full fledged writer. So thank you, yes. Elizabeth, so much for being with us here today. Flirt Our Song well, is you. a riveting read. Yeah. Thank you so much, and we really wish you every success. To check out the amazing books of Elizabeth, visit www.goodreads.com and search up Flirt Our Song. So, I'm Bridget Gia.
3: And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Also, during the break, be sure to check out our charity site at btsya.org, which stands for the b to Star You War 501 c 3 Literacy and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation.
0: Looking for a show about your favorite movies, stars, and DVD releases? Get ready for Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Channel. Your hosts, the Kids First film critics, preview all the latest movies before they're released, interview stars on the red carpet, and share their reviews with you so you can make informed decisions about what you select to see. Our reporters, ages 7 to 16, will bring you a kid's perspective on these films. Kids First Coming Attractions is heard every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Kids. Our voices need to be heard. Tune in every week for Women Investing in Women and Girls. This is a groundbreaking program that spotlights global issues from the perspectives of young women and teens. Our program is aimed at young listeners in general, including young men who wish to be engaged in our global dialogues. Come join us every Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time for Women Investing in Women and Girls and follow the global economic revolution on the Voice America Kids channel.
1: Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America.
0: You're listening to Express Yourself, on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens.
2: Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Brigitte Gia, and our program is Express Yourself. Today, the theme for our show is the gift of individuality.
3: And I'm Asia Gonzalez. Individuality is something that most artists have in common. In Art Attack, Brigitte brings us the info about some interesting artists here. Hey, Brigitte! Hey,
2: it's Brigitte, of course. <laughs> and today, I'll be <laughs> connecting the gift of individuality with the power and beauty of art. Individuality is a gigantic theme in art, and many artists use different techniques to display individualistic ideals. In fact, Artists have incorporated individualistic themes since the beginning of the Renaissance. Artists employ individuality by directing attention to one specific character within their paintings. Using perspective, colors, and exaggerations, the focus of the work is made clear to the audience. Another way to express individualism is through sculptures, maybe, and really with sculptures, another form of art, the person that the sculpture is portraying is definitely put on a pedestal, but why do artists emphasize individuality? Individuals have done great things and achieved many successes, which is why artists wish to portray either an amazing individual or maybe their own life achievements. Glory is a beautiful subject to portray, whether it's the glory of the artist or the simple glory of self-satisfaction and belief. There are several amazing examples of individuality in the history of art. For example, in the School of Athens, Raphael places the faces of many of the greatest thinkers, philosophers, and renowned figures, including himself and his greatest Renaissance friends. This shows a strong sense of individuality and the pride Raphael had in his and his friends' cognitive abilities. Raphael really knew himself and his amazing abilities as an individual and could recognize his specialties, which is kind of why he placed himself and his friends with uh, within the school of Athens and amongst all these great philosophers such as Socrates and Plato. So individuals can really achieve brilliant things and travel great places, and the different geniuses of the great artistic eras really kind of sought to display this. Another great example of that is Washington Crossing the Delaware, the famous 1851 painting that really depicts General uh, George Washington's courageous sailing across the frozen Delaware River in the Revolutionary War. So it shows the power of the individual, of George Washington, and of his decision to transport his army across the river in the middle of winter. And it's really a powerful painting where Washington kind of stands at the forefront of the ship that's crossing the river, and he really is an individual who is and must be sure of his actions and abilities, because he's leading this army, and he's making sure that they don't starve, that they succeed in battle, and he's really fighting for the foundation of America. So, it shows kind of individualistic qualities, because he is the strength of the painting, and the painting really shows his strength as an individual. So, So many different works of art show the same strong display of individuality and what it means to be an individual. Basically, your actions and decisions are powerful and impact both you and the people around you. So be proud of yourself and your individuality and remember that you are a star.
3: That is so awesome. I really love that. So what, giving some examples, what are some of individuality and individualism?
2: Well, a lot of individualistic paintings and the idea of individualism really sprang out from the Renaissance. And so you have paintings such as the Mona Lisa and you have statues like the Pieta by Michelangelo and you really have A central focus on one person, whether it's the lady that um, was painted in the Mona Lisa, or maybe the Madonna in La Pietà for Michelangelo. So you really have definitely a strong, you know, viewpoint on this one person who's the focus of the entire work.
3: Now, would you agree that every single painting or every single work of art is an expression of individualism? That no matter what that piece of work is, that it that it's an expression of who that person is.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, paintings really express, first of all, you know, you have paintings like portraits, self-portraits, where you see one person. And it, a, a painting or a work of art also kind of describes the individual artist mm-hmm. in his style. And so it's really,
3: you know, him as well as whatever he's painting. I think when we think of the word portrait, we think of Van Gogh or something like that. That's what comes yeah. to my mind. So can, a real, uh, can a single person really have that much effect on the people around them? What do, you, what do you think about that?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, it's not just in art. We've got Copernicus and Gutenberg and, you know, Gutenberg and the printing press, and he really got the written word out there in, you know, the 1500s, 1400s. So it really shows how an individual
3: can kind of impact a huge
2: population.
3: Do you think that individual artists and their works of art have a profound impact on an audience or whatever person that is viewing their piece of work?
2: Oh, definitely. We've got, you know, um, Beethoven and his symphonies. We've got, we've got like, riots in the streets in the 1800s over Stravinsky's Rite of Spring because it was so mm. weird, you know. He, he was an individual who just threw his work out there and then the people kind of reacted to that. And so he really was able to affect ton of people through his you know musical works and his piece of art and then we've also got like the controversy of Mona Lisa and you know it's still debated today whether she's smirking at you or you know looking on gracefully nobody knows what the Mona Lisa's expression is so yeah it's an individual's painting and the individual in that painting is still impacting you know the world today
3: and I think that kind of goes with our impact on social media where we're allowed to use blogging. We can use photography. We can use anything that can express what we feel, what we believe, or anything like that. And we could just put it out there on the internet. We can put it out there however we want it. And everybody is able to see it. And we can influence so many people like with just a picture or a quote that we have that we, that we believe in a thought from our minds or, or from our hearts. And it's so easily. Uh, able to sway people in a certain direction powerful yeah it's yeah it's very powerful and it's empowering and it depends on how you use it and that's that's what's controversial is that we are able to use our words for good or for bad and that's pretty serious well thank you so much prajit thanks for this fun and inspirational look at artists and individuality as always all good things must come to an end and this show give us an in-depth look at the power of individuality Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and our Voice America kids crew, especially our engineer, Mike. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Asia Gonzalez. And I'm
2: Brigitte Gia, and you have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For information on our creative community, go to www.btsya.org. Until next week, remember... Be kind, be an individual, and be here. Speak up, speak out,
0: and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself.
5: She so-